The Minnesota Vikings are 6-6 six and six in the bye week, and they won't be playing again until a week from Sunday when their five-game stretch run to the regular season starts in Las Vegas just after 3 o'clock. A broadcast you can hear, of course, right here on your home for the Vikings, Fox Sports 98.1. You'll hear Paul Allen's boom at about 3.05. And the voice of the Vikings joins us with his weekly Vikings Views, brought to you by Midco Sports. I'm John Gaskins. PA, it was a ratty loss, in your own words, to the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. And, hey, now they have a lot of time to retool some things. What were your biggest takeaways from that game? I know you're not surprised necessarily that they lost because you said the Bears make things grimy and close. Uh, but now, what are what are the main recalibrations you expect the team to be making over these extra days? And good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, what's going on? Hey. Uh, the uh, the last two uh, really left a lot to be desired. Uh, you know, I think not only for the team but uh, for fans and certainly for me. Uh, because of those turnovers and you know with the with the off week and the recalibration time as you put it um there are just some some crappy things to think about because the 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 fumbles and the turnovers and 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 the shoddy mistakes early in the season had you at one and four and then you come charging and and it's more professional and just more consistent and more efficient and, and at times more explosive and then you do it again at Denver and at home against Chicago. And, and I don't think either one of those teams are going to make the playoffs. So, you know, those are two non-playoff teams where you, you, you give them the ball seven more times than you take it, and you lose by a combined three points. So if, that, if that's not going to be fixed, they're going to lose every game the rest of the year. Kevin O'Connell, it seemed, was quite transparent that he's putting Josh Dobbs on notice after those four interceptions against the Bears, and there's quite a bit of time to figure out not only what to do about the offense, but also who to have at quarterback. And a week ago, it felt like, hey, anyone would be on board with, all right, Josh Dobbs with Justin Jefferson back after the bye and some time to, to, to really hone in on the KOC connection and the playbook. Uh, but now what? Now how do you feel about the quarterback position? Tommy, as, as well as we now know Dobbs can run uh, and that it's, that it's gifted. I mean, it's not just somebody running around and, and getting lucky for six yards. I mean, he's, he's gifted at making people miss, and he's fast, and he's very strong in the lower body, so it's difficult to bring him down. So with that gift, if they're opening the conversation that, you know, quarterbacks are on notice or we're not exactly sure what we're doing into the Raiders game, well, then, then that means I'm going to guess that they would have to, to um, have seen, you know, parts of his passing game or decision-making under fire that's not natural. That, that's just not like we don't think he can push through this in big spots. So, I mean, that, that, that's a speculative guess. Uh, with Nick Mullins, they've always liked Nick Mullins more than people would know. I think I've shared that with you. Uh, I had no idea what to think about Nick when they traded for him a year and change ago. Uh, first two practices I saw him, um, I, I was amazed at how strong his arm was. He, he has very good arm strength, um, and, and he gets it there fast. And that means like left hash mark, right sideline. So he's good with that. So it, um, it seems to be a conundrum, and uh, they'll get Jefferson back in the Raiders game. And, uh, you know, I was just, just maybe too dreamy thinking about Dobbs and schemed runs and single coverage with high-enders like Addison, Jefferson, and Hawkinson. And, 
you know, a, a guy who can run on the perimeter. So maybe that's not the right answer. Yeah, do you think perhaps the result would have been different if Justin Jefferson had played against the Bears? Because we learn he could have. Well, I'd like to think so, um, and and I'm not I'm not exactly sure that that he could have played. You know, when when you start to get up around 150, 200, 250 reps on quarterbacks, that that's when defenses start to see things yeah. that that they just know they have the advantage. And I think that was really apparent in the Bears game, and it was very troubling. I mean, not only were there four interceptions, but you know there there was a pass. That Jalen Johnson, 33 for the Bears, he knew it was coming, and he jumped it. And it should have been a, like a 50-yard pick six, but he dropped it. So when stuff like that starts happening, then coaches look at it like, okay, they got this guy so figured out because of A, B, and C that we just can't use it. That might be the situation. I like, would you say, about 150 to 200 reps? Because I, I, I've always wondered, how, how long is it usually for the tendencies to be cut, for teams to catch up? And well, you know, I think, I think for people like us or, or for fans, uh, the, you know, the fair way that I put it, and I think I got this from, from coaches in days gone by, is for a quarterback really to say, like Bryce Young, okay? Hmm. I mean, it looks absolutely apparent C.J. Stroud would have been the right pick over Bryce Young. And if you're a Carolina Panthers fan through whatever, 9, 10, 11 games, you're like, wow. I mean, our guy, our guy might not be good at all. But it's, it's really with rookie quarterbacks specifically. It's very difficult to make that analysis until about 25 games. So you got to give them a good season and a half before you can dagger them or anoint them. While we're on quarterbacks, uh, you had Kirk Cousins on your program, his first real discussion with uh, with media publicly a couple weeks ago on your Friday show on KFAN in the Twin Cities, and it was a it was a delightful conversation to listen to. And he mentioned how he'd love to be a, a, a Minnesota Viking for the rest of his career. And of course, we're all going to find out if the Vikings are going to be willing to make that work uh, financially. What what's what's your feeling? I, on on where that might all be headed and what the Vikings are going to face. Yeah, you know I don't have one, um, and because it changes so much, Kirk's Achilles plays into it. Um, the fact that you know you can win games with Dobbs. Um, you know what? What if they think, hey, if we have an entire off season with Dobbs, we can fix these three things or whatever? I don't I don't know that to be the case or not to be the case. And also tra- uh, trading up to get a quarterback in the draft, or if they're going to turn the ball over, they're six and six. So if they're going to turn the ball over every game the rest of the year. They're they're going to finish six and eleven. Yeah. So then that means getting up to a certain spot you may covet is not going to be as hard as it, as it may look right now. So uh, it really is an impossible question to answer right now. Hey, last one, one for the defense because this defense gave up just five field goals and then the late touchdown in Denver and then just four field goals to the Bears. Those aren't offensive juggernauts, obviously. But with, I guess turnovers might be still the answer to any question, but if this defense continues to play the way it has, these last two games a good sign that you know, the Vikings can and should be in a lot of games and win a few of them. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the best sign with that defense all season, there are two of them. One, the, the offense, because of turnovers, has put them in such bad positions so many times, and they've either stopped the opposing offense, period, with no points or given up a field goal. Uh, that's just happened so many times this year. Um, and, and secondly is the calling card for the defense this year uh, was against San Francisco when, when they took um, Kyle Shanahan out of the run uh, in a close game, and, and, and Kyle got frustrated and he started throwing. 
Uh, so so there there are, the defense does things like that. But like I told you last week, man, when I'm like, you know, I said I'm worried about this game, JG, because I just I just sense that this team is tired. And you know, then on on the biggest play of the game, do DJ Moore from fields to to basically win the game. You know, it was Harrison Smith who who after the game said, you know, I just need to make a make a play. That was on me. I need to make a play. So you know, when when you have potential Hall of Famers like Harrison Smith you know, maybe fatigued or just couldn't get there in time or whatever. Uh, they needed a break, and, and this defense will be better for it. Hey, enjoy uh, your bye week, your break, and we'll talk again next week. I got you, brother. Happy holidays. Paul Allen, his weekly Vikings views are brought to you by Midco Sports. No Vikings game this weekend. Vikings Raiders next Sunday, 2 o'clock, right here on Fox Sports 98.1. I'm John Gaskins.